guys. Welcome into your Monday quick hitter of the OBR Film Breakdown, where I'm going to be honest, there's not a ton to talk about today. It has finally been a sort of break that is necessary uh, after the Friday-Saturday craziness of getting Watson, the moves around Watson that happened more Sunday, and then, um, you know, obviously today. Well, I guess today there was a release of statements around the the Browns actually making it official and all of that stuff. But you knew that was going to be just a bunch of words, just a way to talk about the extensive background that they did on him. And we'll we'll get more real information. I didn't expect those statements. I expected statements. I expected those statements to essentially say nothing. And um, from those nothing statements, we you know have to really dig in when questions can actually be asked, how long they went uh, studying Watson, how deep the investigation went, why they felt comfortable with the investigation, why they did or did not reach out to the women involved in the case or the attorney representing the females involved, all of that. Those questions in a press conference setting will actually be something that matters. You know, These statements released upon announcing the trade and the player and all of that we're never going to answer any of the things that actually needed answered. So uh, that that will that will come, I would imagine, at some point mid to late uh, this upcoming week. So we will cover that when the time comes. Uh, otherwise, um, if you wanted my, if you're just kind of like checking in finally from a weekend where you don't listen to podcasts, if you would like to hear more of my initial reaction or yesterday's crossover episode with Brad Ward. Uh, there, there's a lot there. You can check those things out, um, which obviously go further into detail than what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do here. or really moving forward all too much. So, back to the film aspect, the the analyzation aspect of this podcast. We have uh, really three things I'm going to talk about today. Our Cody Sweck put out a great article on Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, which uh, <laughs> some debate on social media, Twitter about how good this quarterback is, just the quarterback, and he's extremely talented. There's plenty of stuff out there to go find uh, film-based things that you can check out. Watson is a quarterback, and he is, he's quite gifted. Um, The uh, separating art from artist concept is real, like the artist here is, is uh, when he performs as a quarterback is extremely exceptional, And, and the data bears that out, you know, so a reminder if you did not know Midway through his 2018 season, he tore the ACL, but had a pretty nice season um, in his rookie year. Pushed the football downfield pretty well, and um, 2019, he started to really come into his own. You know, coming back from the ACL, he was eighth in expected points added per play. Uh, Success rate, he was eighth. He was 11th in completion percentage in 2019. Over expectation. Uh, a 78 passing grade, which was 10th, a 5.8 big-time throw percentage, which was 5th, and then a 19th and 3.7 turnover-worthy throw percentage. So that was the one area he needed to get better. And then in 2020, he did just that, going up in uh, expected points added per play at uh, .219, putting him at 6th, 53.4 success rate, 5th, 4.8 completion percentage over expectation. That's 1st in the NFL Third in passing grade at 91.2, 7.4 big-time throw percentage, which was third, and 2.0 lowered that, significantly lowered that turnover-worthy throw percentage down to second at 2.0. So that's when he took off. Um, a reminder of kind of the unraveling of Houston, too. Obviously, two pretty good seasons, 18-19. 
They move on from uh, big pieces going into 2020. Obviously, Hopkins trade happened. DeAndre Hopkins to uh to to Arizona happened before that 2020 season. A lot of moving parts, and really a lot of people. If you go back and trace the downfall of the Texans, eventually Deshaun holding out uh, before the allegations even came came about. Deshaun holding out uh, before that 21 season, largely tied to a lot of the decisions the franchise made, including Hopkins, including the coaching hire, so many things that Bill O'Brien burned on his way out, including the relationship with Watson. Then the allegations came. Then it became really ugly. So, uh, yeah, that's just something to note. Is like, how does this guy play that well in 2020? But they go four and 12. The roster, the morale of the franchise, what is, is a disaster in 2020. Um, but the downfield passing stuff is another area that's really uh, grown to be an encouraging thing. The 50.39 expected points added, which is second, 1,094 passing yards on throws downfield, was fourth in the NFL, third in completion percentage at 49.3%, and 11th in those touchdown passes, despite really only attempting uh, 15th overall, uh, 12.3% attempts. So when he pushed it downfield, he got better. His 2019 was even... Uh, his most gifted downfield percentage season, really. Uh, pretty crazy. Six, sixth, fourth, tied for second and sixth. So uh, really good, really good stuff. I would encourage you to go check out Cody Cody Sook's uh, write-up here and uh, what it is that the OBR it's titled Deshaun Watson to the Browns on the analytics side, what that looks like for the Cleveland Browns quarterback position. He compares it to what the Browns have had at quarterback of late. And... Um, yeah, that's that's the thing we're trying to do here is paint the desperation the Browns had. Why did they have it? Well, here's your example of why. We will do more film room to give you a glimpse of what the quarterback looks like on the field later on. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another noteworthy thing, two things. One was Brad Stainbrook, our, our OBR insider, noted that um, you know the Browns were on the cusp of signing Marcus Mariota to a contract before they went to Brissett. I think either of those guys could have been 
a fine choice. I would have to imagine largely Mariota wants to go to a place. There's still several destinations out there where he does have a better chance to play. He would have a chance to play in Cleveland, obviously, but that's tied to Deshaun's suspension looming, not necessarily a chance to take over a role a la what happened to him with Ryan Tannehill back in his uh, final season with Tennessee. He probably would prefer that. Now, he, he might not get that, but he's prefer you know he's preferring that angle uh plus to the money i'm sure he demanded more money than jacoby Brissett. there's not a doubt in my mind Mariota's the better quarterback the browns probably preferred that quarterback but the price tag and the expectation for Mariota might have been uh, a little too much and really if your your plan is clearly five years minimum I'm, I'm talking the way the browns have committed to watson you're talking about 10 years here it is a uh an, a potential maybe for a long-term pairing between Brissett uh, as the backup and and Watson as the starter. I think they might see a little bit more of that element uh, with Brissett as well. So there's a reason why they settled money. Brissett's still a capable uh, starter, plenty of experience, upward of 40 starts in the NFL, and then some of the long-term pairing because I don't think Brissett is a guy viewed in the league as a starter for a franchise the way he got an opportunity with Indy. Uh, you know, I think that there's there's more long-term backup potential there for Brissett. So we'll see how that shakes out over the years. But that's a little bit of the angle. The other news is Lyle Collins signs in, in, in Cincinnati, and that obviously bolsters what I think we all know was the weakness of the Cincinnati Bengals, that offensive line. So they go Jonah Williams, uh, who they had drafted Alabama uh, three years ago now. Um, Jackson Carmen, I think, will be the guy who'll end up starting at one of the guard spots. Alex Kappa will be another one of their guards they signed out of Tampa. Ted Karras, the experienced center, and now Lyle Collins. It's a much better group with the draft still looming that they can get better. thought that J.C. Treader would be a good landing spot for Cincinnati, but they obviously exp- they, they got better at some spots and felt like felt like they were uh, ready to put Carmen. I think Carmen was a second-round selection for them last year, so we'll see. But obviously a much better group for Cincinnati, which is uh, to be expected. Uh, they they knew that going into this offseason they would need to get better. I think most of those uh, additions, Kappa and Karras, were, were expected. Uh, Collins getting released out of uh, Dallas was a little more unexpected, and then his eventual signing in Cincinnati is a big deal for them. The Patriots were pursuing, the Broncos were pursuing – and I believe some others were pursuing Collins, but his commitment to Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, will make them better in the Battle of Ohio, which we all know is an interesting battle as it is. Browns have been dominating it of late, but the Bengals have done more of relevance going to a Super Bowl last year. They uh, are making the push, right? They're they're trying to be all in the same way Cleveland's trying to be all in here. And the addition of Collins is a serious help to an offensive line that was improving and still the draft to improve and still has the 31st pick in the draft. But Collins really addresses a massive need for them. I believe I, I saw that it was a uh, a three-year deal. So that is, yeah, it's a three-year deal. So, um, yeah, the Bengals continue to look better offensively. We'll see what they looked be- what it looks like when they get out there defensively. You know, they got some pieces are coming back. They're moving around some things. But, um, yeah, that's of no. Other things that have come out, the Browns are sitting around after the Mayfield trade, which we'll see. I would imagine a Mayfield trade is looming not far off. Uh, they're going to be close to $35 million in cap space. They'll add $9.5 million uh, when Hooper's uh, post-June 1 cut happens. A reminder, you cannot get that cap space until the if you designate it June 1, 
you can't get that until after June 1. The designation allows you to do right by the player, let them hit free agency earlier, allow you to look at the future of your position. Obviously, you can add people, the the roster limitations, all of that as well comes into it. So Watson deals confirmed over the cap, put it online. Uh, looking at a 22 cap hit of 10.28 million will be the number. So a cheap first year, uh, but then 23, it shoots up. Obviously, he's going to have in 23, 24, 25, and 26. A base salary of 46 million with a pro rated 8.93, 993 million uh, signing bonus over those same uh, same set of numbers. Uh, sorry, same set of years. And then the cap numbers will be 54.993 as well. They will, in my opinion, do some sort of restructuring and continue to convert money year to year to create cap space. There are going to be some years where that number is pretty large, but not every single year is he going to be at 54.993 uh, in terms of cap numbers. They'll do some readjusting. Uh, our good friend Jack Duffin think his, uh, thinks that his 23 cap hit post restructure could be something like 19 million and some change. We'll see uh, what that looks like. And, and, and there's a lot of moving parts there, a lot of adjustability there, uh, despite everything being guaranteed, they can move some of that money down the road and, uh, they'll keep doing that. Cause I would imagine there'll be a lot of extensions in play here for him. He's still young, younger than I think people forget he's younger than Baker Mayfield still, and has now gotten another contract in the NFL and, and he'll get a couple more uh, minimum. So, yeah, the Browns are in decent place with the cap going into this year to make more all-in moves. Clowney is the guy to pay attention to this week. Other players like Will Fuller, connections to Watson, wide receivers that are out there, those guys will be on the top of the radar. And then obviously, close attention will be paid to what they do with the defensive line. We talked about Clowney a second ago. Obviously, a connection, rumored connection to Akeem Hicks. Are they going to add a big deal veteran into the mix along that interior defensive line? Most other positions feel fine for now. I would be of the of the market to go out and get another safety because when they did play, they played Troy Hill a lot. Obviously, Troy Hill's back. He's their nickel guy, slot guy. But when they played three safeties, they would play a safety as a dimebacker. That's where Ronnie Harrison would come in and be a dimebacker, play closer to the line like a true linebacker. So look for somebody like that. Uh, it, and listen, it could be Ronnie Harrison if the right deal isn't out there for Ronnie and he wants to come back. But there are other options out there as well. I would like to add a safety pre-draft and then one in the draft as well. And we'll talk about options that are out there. But there's still... I know we're sitting here March 21st. We're almost a month to the draft, and there's so much to be determined about this roster still. So these 30 plus 10, 40-ish days are going to paint uh, an interesting picture of where they're at going into the draft, and there's a lot of things to still decide out there. There are numbers still uh, that we're waiting for on contracts from Jakeem Grant, specific numbers. Jakeem Grant, um, you know, Anthony Walker's re-sign, Chris Hubbard's re-sign, and then uh, I believe Watson we have now and Brissett. We need to figure out Brissett as well. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff to still figure out. We'll go over those contract details when we get them, continue to look. And we'll do individual podcast breakdowns of Jakeem Grant, guys that have not been covered well enough. Jakeem Grant, we'll talk about Walker's year last year. I don't know that we need to go too deep into Hubbard because I think the injuries have been too prevalent. Uh, but we'll talk a little bit about his flexibility at some point. And then we'll devote some time to, to Jacoby Brissett because Jacoby Brissett might come with a lot of games here. We don't know what the suspension will look like. I addressed some of my thoughts on that suspension 
looming for Watson in yesterday's podcast with Brad Ward. So go back and check that out. Go back and check the original Watson reaction uh, for a lot of my opinions on everything. It's all out there now that you're back on a Monday. So hopefully you're having a great day. You're driving, your post-work, your workout, whenever you're listening to this. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Deep uh, analysis coming this week on a lot of different angles. We'll keep you uh, privy to everything we know at the OBR, obviously, and, and react to all the big deals that are coming in the conference, press conference that is, as I said the other day, as big a press conference as there, since their return in 1999, where they're going to have to get out in front and talk about a lot of the decisions they made here that have people doubting them and some people walking away entirely from the franchise. So they have to, they have a lot, a lot going on. And we're trying to do our best to cover all of that at the OBR Film Breakdown. I appreciate you guys for listening today. Like I said, hopefully you're having a great Monday and it continues to go well for you. Stay safe out there. Be well. Appreciate your support. And go Browns. Go Browns.